Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me the founder and CEO of Big Fin SEO, Michael Fleischner. You can learn more about Michael Fleischner and his company at his website, bigfinseo.com. That's spelled B-I-G-F-I-N-S-E-O.com. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you here. Uh, so, you know, since 2020, I always like to do what I call a mental health check-in. And I like to really ask people, how are you really feeling? How have you really been doing lately? So, Michael, how have you really been doing nowadays? <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I have to be completely honest on this show, don't I? So, um, yeah, you know, I have to say, overall, considering what's been going on, mm -hmm. I'm doing okay. You know, I don't know that I'm at a peak right now, but I am certainly feeling grateful that we're coming out of the end mm. of whatever this is, call it 2020, very much looking forward to 2021. And, you know, it's been interesting, Jen, I don't know if you experienced this as I have, but especially with my clients, I felt like in March, everyone was in panic mode and Absolutely. things were just, they felt like they were falling apart, even though they weren't in mm -hmm. hindsight. And, uh, you know, of course, we had a number of difficult months there, but I feel like it's all come raging back mm -hmm. and people generally have a positive attitude. So, uh, you know, I, I would say I'm doing okay and uh, just really happy to be out here, you know, sharing what I do with others and trying to learn a little bit too. This was a great year to kind of bulk up on those things that we just never had time for previously. Right, right. No, I appreciate you say that. I hear very commonly, I was I was having a conversation with some friends the other day, and uh, they were talking about, you know, the best thing that the pandemic has brought to me is that I can like pace myself with my work. Like, I don't feel like I'm constantly on the go, go, go. Like, I'm allowed to slow down. And I feel like at least toward the end of the year that a lot of people... Um, are grateful, you know, that this has happened. Now, now that's not the case for everyone, unfortunately. Of course. Um, and that's important to recognize, but I'm just happy to hear that you are one of the many entrepreneurs I've been fortunate to speak to that um, has done all right for himself. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting too, if you look back at history, even a company like Amazon, you know, mm -hmm. Jeff Bezos started that company in a recession. Mm. So there are a lot of entrepreneurs that mm -hmm. use this as an opportunity, which I think is yes. a great lesson for all of us. You yeah. can look at anything in two ways, either the positive or the negative. Right. And right. that's hard for a lot of people, right? I mean, I know it's hard for me. My natural tendency is to say, all right, what's wrong? What is this going to mean? How's it going to work against me? Mm -hmm. But I think over time, if you can be conscious of that, it makes it a lot easier to say, okay, what is the silver lining here and what potentially could come from this? And I think yeah. that's just a good habit to get into. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, if anything, uh, most entrepreneurs uh, have become most excited during these times because like, oh, okay, what, what can I do now? You know, like, what's the new opportunity? Like, how can I serve people? Because obviously the marketplace and the demands and the needs have changed um, for people. And so, you know, I know at the beginning of the year, a lot of, uh, a lot of my friends who are realtors, they just took some time to create face masks for people. Like they knew how to sew, like, oh, I'm going to make face masks. And their businesses have actually done really well because, you know, those clients thought of them like, oh, wow, like they thought of me at this time 
it's like, you know what, I'm ready to buy a house from you, you know, I'm ready to sell mm -hmm. um, and work with you. And so it's just really interesting how uh, people have pivoted. And even the way that they approach uh, customer service, I think has uh, changed as well, uh, for the better, I think, in, in a lot of circumstances. I totally agree. And, you know, it's interesting you talk about that because I learned a lesson many years ago, which I still do today. I've expanded it to some extent, but I was part of a sales training program. This is many years ago. And um, they were talking about differentiating yourself. How is your service different from someone else's service? We always boast about, oh, you know, our service is better. Well, is it really? Okay, so you get back to somebody in three minutes instead of four minutes. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't change. So, you know, you have to think about what are those experiences that you can create for people that are memorable. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I always do is I always follow up. So you have to show mm -hmm. up and you have to follow up and you have to create value. And I heard this from another entrepreneur, actually, kind of those three tenants. But the follow-up piece, I handwrite thank you notes. I don't wow. know that anybody can read my writing, but I handwrite <laughs> thank you notes and I stick a $5 Starbucks gift card in there. Wow. And I have to tell you, I have people years later saying, yes, I remember you. You sent me that $5 Starbucks gift card. Mm. Because how often does that happen, right? right? I mean, everybody likes getting you know something in the mail and it's nice when it's, it's thoughtful. So I think yeah. this is just a great opportunity to really try to differentiate yourself and not do the typical Zoom meeting and not do the typical you know, email, but maybe even pick yeah. up the phone and call somebody. Yeah, just really add that extra personal touch um, to people. Because I think that because we have to practice social distancing and we're isolated, it's like having that extra thing that feels like a human, almost a human touch is like, it's powerful. And I really, I really like that idea of uh, sending a $5 uh, Starbucks gift card. Cause I think that, you know, I had someone, um, you know, recently send me a copy of their book and I just have to think like, I mean, you know, that's effective in its own way, but I have to think to myself, like how long it took for them to put that book together and, and the expenses to send it over when it's like, Oh, if I could just send a $5 Starbucks gift card that will immediately be useful for them. Like anyone can get anything from Starbucks. Like, I don't know any one person who doesn't go to Starbucks unless they're like anti-Starbucks you know, right. <laughs> but even so they'll give it to someone else. Right. And exactly. so, but just that little piece of value can really go a long way. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that's just true of marketing in general. And, mm -hmm. you know, we do this all the time. I fall prey to it. Uh, and that is oftentimes we want to share what we're doing or what products or services we offer mm -hmm. instead of really focusing on delivering the value. Uh, yeah. You know, I've worked with a, um, and this is some time, time ago, but I worked with a, a professional coach who was really kind of helping me think differently about my business. And the big takeaway from everything is what are you doing to create value? And mm. how often are you doing it? Are you doing it consistently? Mm. And, you know, a good example today, I just posted. Uh, so I have a piece of software, which uh, I think would be helpful to listeners. Maybe we could talk about it in a bit. But yeah. the whole point is I was out kind of promoting the software. And what I realized was I wasn't creating value. I was just kind mm. of posting an ad. So mm -hmm. why would anybody click on that as opposed to what can I do to help you? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you're familiar, Jen, with Don Miller and his work. Yes. Yes. The story okay. brand. Is it brand yeah, story? Absolutely. Story brand. But yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. I love that. I love his program, like the free program yes. like on his website. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, it's just a great fresh way to look at things mm -hmm. and think about really your customer as the hero. 
Mm. And uh, mm. there was a movie years ago called Sky High, and they had like the hero, and then they had hero support. Mm. <laughs> you know, it was like all the wow. sidekicks. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's what we are. We are sidekicks when it comes to our clients because we want them to be successful. We want to help them achieve their goals and their outcomes. And to the extent that we can do that, Mm -hmm. then it helps us and our business. Yeah. And you know, I really love uh, Don Miller's approach because it's like, I don't want to act like I'm the end all be all. Like, I don't want to act like I'm perfect or I'm like this hero that everyone needs to follow. Like that's exhausting, first of all, to do that and then to keep up with it. Right. So if you, if you make the client, the hero, and you're just, like you said, the sidekick, the guide, it's like, you know, it's not really about you. It's about how you can help, how you can kind of like, yeah, help them continue to move along their journey. And I find that more fun to do anyway, as opposed to feeling Mm -hmm. like, follow me, I'm your hero. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, I think it also frees yourself in business. And this Mm. is a mistake we all make, myself included, where you become your business. And next thing you know, you're working seven days a week, 24 hours a day. You're answering emails at 11 o'clock at night Mm -hmm. because everybody wants you. And although that may feel good in the moment, it's not sustainable. It's not a great way to live. And that's why it's important to really build, because one of the things we do at Big Fin SEO is reputation management. Mm. And, you know... We have a client right now where we had to have this conversation to say, you need to separate yourself from the business. And if you want, we can kind of promote you as a person who is a business owner, but Mm. you are not your business because Mm -hmm. if you are, you're never going to get away from it. And Mm. in order to scale, I mean, look at a company like Amazon, Jeff Bezos, isn't the business. When you call with a customer service issue, you're not talking to Jeff, right? Uh, right. He's on a yacht somewhere. And you know, there is a way to do that. And there are exemplars on how to free yourself. So I'm so excited that you've heard of Don Miller and uh, like his stuff. Oh yeah, it's great. I like followed his podcast for a while and my my husband and I were like really big on it. We're like, oh, maybe we should like go pay for one of his workshop one of these days. But it's like, okay, well, with the pandemic, like, ah, maybe another time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, uh, you know, Michael, now I'm intrigued because I just love everything you've shared so far, all the knowledge that you dropped with us and also like inspiration to really focus on showing up, following up and creating value and doing it consistency or consistently. So now I have to ask you about your company, Big Fin SEO. For people, People that are hearing about it for the first time, and I know we hinted at it a little bit, but tell our tell our listeners what your company is about and who you love serving. Yeah, I'd love to. So, you know, the business is really interesting because it started many years ago when I built my own website. Mm. I went out to Google. I couldn't find my own website. And honestly, Jen, I was just frustrated. <laughs> I'm like, how can this be? Like, <laughs> I'm the best web developer ever. And, uh-huh. and the fact of the matter is I wasn't. I'm still not. But it did really light a fire to understand what Google was, how it worked, how the algorithm worked, mm-hmm. what you could manipulate in order to show up higher in search results. And it really started this journey for me. So uh, I've, I've been selling a book for probably 10 or 12 years called SEO Made Simple. Now it's mm-hmm. in its seventh edition. Wow. Um, yep. Out on Amazon, one of the top SEO books. And I wrote that book because as I was going through this process, learning what I could do to improve search engine results, I was like, wow, why hasn't anybody shared this information? Mm -hmm. So I really took kind of the anti approach in the sense that I don't think it should be secretive. I think everybody Mm. should know what it takes because, you know, just like I do being in the business, there are a lot of people, 97% of the people know what to do, but only 3% of the people are going to do 
anything to right. try to move the needle. Mm -hmm. And I think SEO is the same way. And that's how we work with our clients. So mm -hmm. the agency is really focused around search engine optimization and reputation mm -hmm. management. What we like to say is we help people look good online, mm -hmm. whether it's your business, your blog, your dog. If you want to look good online, we are the people who can help you get there because we understand Google. We know how it works. There are over 200 factors in the ranking mm -hmm. algorithm, uh, mobile experience, artificial intelligence. All of these things are driving what you see out on Google search results. Mm -hmm. And we understand it because we've been living it for the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. So that's really the core of the business. But we supplement that with, with website development paid search management, social media management, really all the things from a content perspective, yeah. they're going to make sure you get the majority of clicks out on search result pages. But SEO is definitely our passion. Yeah, definitely. So I have to, I have to ask, and I feel like this probably depends on the situation, but what do you think is better? A good looking website or like maybe a not so good work, like a good looking website with not good SEO or not a not so good looking website, but with really good SEO? Well, you know, it's really interesting because earlier this year, through some patent filings, mm -hmm. we know that Google now has graduated to looking at user experience before, during, and after their website visit. Mm -hmm. And what that means is when you show up in a search result, they're measuring click-through rates. Mm -hmm. So the result pages that get the highest amount of clicks drive better rankings. I know it sounds a little weird. It's like, well, chicken or the egg, how do yeah. you get to the number one spot if you need to get the clicks to get to the number one spot, so on and so forth. Yeah. It's kind of complicated. We probably need another uh, episode to talk about that. <laughs> but it's not just what people do to get to your website. They're also measuring because think about how many millions or billions of websites have Google Analytics mm. on their sites. Mm -hmm. So now they're measuring the user experience of the site. Mm -hmm. site load speed. Uh, I mentioned mobile, um, these amps, which are accelerated mobile pages to improve the experience. How quickly do people find the information they're looking for? Do they actually take an action? Do they complete a goal on your website? Mm -hmm. You know, all of these things show utilization. They show mm -hmm. that people are interested, engaged in your content. They want to interact with you. Mm -hmm. Those are the sites that Google wants to send people to mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. Google and, and that. So if you remember a few years ago, Google started with like the answer boxes and the, you know, drop downs and all these other types of results. And they did that so that you could get an answer to your query without clicking. Mm. A lot of people in the, in the industry freaked out and they're like, what is this going to mean for Google ads? And what is this going to mean for search experience? And so on and so forth. And Google, they have a long time horizon, probably 50 or 100 years. They don't care. They want to own the browser space. And they're doing mm -hmm. a great job because people know they can go there and get an answer or find the product or service they're looking for quickly and easily. So to answer your question, sorry, I know that was yeah, like a- Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good backstory. <laughs> yeah, that's the backstory. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you need both. I think you mm. need a website that looks good and is really easy to navigate, but informative. Mm. And when it's informative, I mean, think about the last website that you found remotely interesting. Mm -hmm. Chances are you probably spent some time on it, 
you probably shared some of the content with someone else. Mm -hmm. So that's what Google's really looking for. And those are the sites that they're going to continue to put at the top of search results because the days of just, you know, trying to manipulate search results are, are different. They Mm -hmm. just don't exist anymore. So you really need something that's engaging and easy to navigate. Yeah, I think it goes back to your philosophy earlier about like showing up and um, really creating value and doing it consistency. Do it, let me keep saying it wrong, doing it consistently. It sounds like Google is really favoring, you know, those types of websites where they are truly trying to provide value and not just, you know, um, like I could only imagine a Google ad could only go so far, um, especially if you're not really uh, providing value in those ads. Yeah. And I think, you know, it it gets complicated because it really depends on what type of business you are Mm -hmm. and they have different measurements for different types of businesses. A great example that I always use is the pizza store, right? Or the pizza restaurant or shop or whatever you want to call it, because Mm -hmm. I live in New Jersey Mm -hmm. and there are two or three pizza joints on every corner. Like you would (laughs) think we eat nothing but pizza, uh, which is kind of funny, but the pizza is great here. Mm-hmm. That being said, you know, how is Google supposed to decide that one pizza shop is better than another? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like uh, someone saying, you know what, it, we'll, we'll leave it up to the states to decide. Mm-hmm. And they do that. And, and the uh, parallel here is they'll look at customer reviews to be very specific. Mm-hmm. And they do that because Google is sitting out there in California. How do they know which pizza is better than somebody else's? Mm-hmm. They have to let the market decide. So there are some basic blocking and tackling that needs to be done with the Google knowledge panel, which is controlled through Google, my business. Mm -hmm. But, you know, other than that, they kind of leave it up to the market to figure out. And Google is really just the middleman Mm -hmm. as opposed to some of these larger sites or larger industries where there's much more involved. So Mm -hmm. it really depends on the industry. It depends on the location. It depends on what type of business it is. Mm -hmm. It can get complicated. But the good news is there are best practices around all of these things. So even as entrepreneurs or business owners, we can really model what we should look like simply by going out to Google and seeing who ranks well for Mm -hmm. the terms we're trying to rank for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, going to ask, um, that sort of uh, ties into the next question I have is, um, how do these business owners keep up? You know, like, where can they go? I mean, other than reading your book, SEO Made Simple, or, you know, contacting your company, but, you know, where can they go, let's say, for starters for themselves to get, you know, that advantage or that education they need to um, really keep up with the Google algorithms and, you know, what they're demanding, <laughs> you know, to, yeah, to you be, know, it- yeah. It is a great question because the information out there is overwhelming. Whether you use Google or you use YouTube, which is also owned by Google, Mm -hmm. you know, regardless of where you're looking for information, you're going to find tons of it. Some of it's outdated. Some of it Mm -hmm. is good. Some of it's not so good. And the question is, where do you start? And I always say, start with Google My Business. Mm -hmm. Start with Google My Business. It's the largest online directory of businesses on the planet Mm -hmm. and anyone can do it. Now, of course, you could pay someone to do it. We love when people pay us to do it. Mm -hmm. But if you are the business owner and you're willing to put in a little sweat equity, you can go through that profile and answer everything. Load in your products, your services, a description of your business, when you were founded, upload pictures and videos, do everything that you can to really promote your business. And that becomes your calling card. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just a great, great place to start. 
And you don't need a PhD to do that. You don't need to hire anyone to do that if you don't want to. And then I think it's a decision tree, which is, am I willing to pay some, how important is this of all the things I have to do? And am I willing to pay someone or am I willing to invest the time and energy to learn how to do it? Mm. And that's ultimately up to the individual. And I think I've seen it done both ways, quite honestly, successfully. You know, we've Mm. worked with companies that um, started, you know, from nothing and really built up amazing businesses. And we've also uh, worked with businesses where they just really needed a second opinion. You know, someone Mm. who had been doing it on their own, doing it internally, maybe they had someone, maybe they didn't, maybe they were doing it themselves, but they, you know, have been doing a pretty good job. They really just needed an expert to kind of come in and say, yes, you're on track or here are a few things you should be thinking about. Yeah, it's good to know that people can be successful either way and how they approach it Um, and just kind of knowing like what's available to them and really just being smart about their own bandwidth and time. It's like, do I have the time to learn this? But if you do, you know, and that's sort of like your own little genius, like in in what you do in your business and, you know, so be it. Um, So, Mm -hmm. you know, Michael, you have a uh, you just launched a new software. And uh, you have a free version of it. Now, it's not free, but there's a free version of it. And it's called the Report Hopper. And I think this is also another great resource for our listeners. Can you tell us a little bit about this uh, software that you created? I'd love to, Jen. Thank you. So Mm -hmm. Report Hopper was really created out of my own frustration uh, and my partner's (laughs) frustration. Uh, Mike Hall, we're business partners. And we're both uh, freelancers, business owners. And we were really frustrated because our teams were having to spend hours Mm -hmm. at the end of every week and every month creating reports, cutting from Google My Business, uh, cutting from Facebook Insights, cutting Mm. from Google Analytics, and assembling that into cohesive reports for clients. Mm. And then we had to write summaries and descriptions. And we said, you know what, there's got to be an easier way. I'm all about simple, right? So we looked and we looked and we really didn't find anything that could do what we needed it to do, which was Mm -hmm. to combine kind of the graphics of these pieces of reporting software with actual text Mm -hmm. that describes to our clients, whether it's good or bad, Mm -hmm. here's what happened. This is an improvement, or maybe this is something we need to work on. So Mm -hmm. we set out to build a piece of software that would be number one, affordable because both of us are cheap and we didn't think, you know, anyone should have to pay a lot for it. So there is a free version of the software. Um, And the pricing is better than really any other option. But all that being said, the software is designed so that you can connect your clients, Google analytics accounts, Facebook accounts, Instagram accounts, you name it, Mm -hmm. and actually create with the click of a button reports that you can schedule daily, weekly, or monthly. And that's it. So Mm. what used to take us, let's call it, you know, 10 people hours a month to do now takes about 15 minutes. Mm. And with that time, we can do other things. We can help our clients. We can bring in new clients. There are other things that we can do with that time. So Mm -hmm. for us, we know having been in the business for a long time, the more transparent you are with your customers and your clients, the better you're going to be and the more value you're going to create for them. So Report Hopper was really designed to do that, to create beautiful reports and do it simply, easily, and effectively. 
I love what you do, Michael. <laughs> it sounds like, I mean, you being in the industry for over a decade now, clearly you love what you do and you really love helping small business owners or people, you know, who really want to be successful on Google. So thank you for the good work that you do and continue to do. Thank you, Jen. And really, it's a pleasure. You know, I'm so excited because Google continues to evolve and change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are worried about that or afraid about that. Mm-hmm. But it is really improving the user experience for everyone, including mm. business owners. Mm-hmm. And often it's just getting educated, learning about that, and being open to change. Yeah, and being open to how it could work in your favor, right? <laughs> Rather than thinking like, oh my gosh, it's out of my control, or they're trying to take advantage of me. It's like, no, it. You just got to switch your mindset and realize it could work in your favor. Um, Michael, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Before we go, any closing thoughts to our listeners who are small business owners and entrepreneurs here at The Thoughtful Entrepreneur? All I would say is keep fighting the good fight. Small business, medium-sized businesses are really the backbone of our mm. economy. That's right. And uh, you know, if you guys would like to kind of see where your website is in terms of overall health, we do offer a free SEO audit. You can just go to bigfin.com forward slash SEO hyphen audit. Beautiful. Well, with that said, Michael, thanks again for being here. We, I really enjoyed our conversation today. Thanks so much, Jen. Yeah. And again, to our listeners, this is Michael Fleischner, who's the founder and CEO of Big Fin SEO. His website is bigfinseo.com. That's spelled B-I-G-F-I-N-S-E-O.com. With that said, thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com dot com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.